0: Hello and welcome to This A for Life, Uh, Episode 5, I believe we're up to. I'm your host, Alison Smirnoff, and once again, I am joined by Susan Cadman and Rachel Hibbert.
1: Lovely to be here.
0: Good evening. Well, let's jump straight into some footy. Caddy, you went to a ripper of a game on Friday night. Collingwood took on Melbourne. Melbourne just turned it on.
1: Yeah, it was... It was the bushfire fundraiser, as I'm sure you're all aware, and the women were on at the very um, early knockoff time of 530 <laughs> <5:30-ish>. thirty Time mm. <laughs> Anyways. Actually, there were quite a few people there for the game, which I was really impressed with. Um, lots of people in Collingwood jerseys, as you always expect and see. Um, Although at Marvel, which is such a large stadium, it doesn't always look like that many, but really impressed with the crowd that that made the effort to get down there at such an early time. So Mm. shout out to everyone who may not usually be an AFLW supporter but did make the effort. I think it was fantastic. Um, But yes, the game, what a ripper. Melbourne really just tore Collingwood apart, I think. Um, It was played on the bigger ground, but both sides used the space well. It was a quick game. And I think that in the end, Melbourne were very composed. Lauren Pearce was back mm-hmm. in the ruck. She, yeah. dom- she dominated. She mm. did a really great job. And just that runoff half back. Um, I had a friend who hadn't seen Daisy Pearce play before and commented that they were just sitting behind the goals, watching her just do whatever she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but always in the best possible way, controlling the play and controlling the game. And I think. A lot of the experienced heads for Melbourne did the job. Yeah. I think we're all still baffled at Melbourne continuing to win with such a long injury list. Yeah. They're down to yeah. their very last player, aren't they? I think yeah. that's. I think so, yeah. They were thinking about bringing some I players think, up off yeah. the train on. Like. Yep. So I think it's a real credit to them playing as a team yeah. um, mm. and really knowing everybody's strengths. And I think, yeah, I was really impressed with how they played on Friday night. Collingwood had little flashes of brilliance. Yep. Obviously, there was a a pretty serious injury that happened um, to one of their stars, Brazel, who was given the ge- green whistle pretty quickly and and squatted off. Um, she got a little lap, a, l- a little <laughs> a little lap and a wave, which was you know something I guess, but um, it was a real shame actually to see her go down.
0: Yeah, God, um, it was yeah, it was pretty sickening. It's one of those ones you just can tell straight away went that lateral movement and just the leg collapsing. And it's as, as
2: soon as you see a player go down with no one around them. Oh. That's just.
0: Yeah. he be your favourite player, Karen Paxman. Yay, Paxi. 24 disposals. Followed pretty closely by Brie Davy and Jamie Lambert on 23 each.
2: And Britt Benichi with yeah. 22.
0: In, in fact, the next five highest disposal getters were all Collingwood players. But Melbourne just got the job done.
2: Melbourne, when, when they're in possession of the ball, they use it just so well, so effectively. Um, and like like we've mentioned, it's this whole field of brilliance from the back line into the midfield with f- a, forward, a forward line to be reckoned with. Um, Zanka and um, Sheriff was welcome to the party with a goal. Mm. Um, just they can kick goals. And again, that's what will win you a game. So... Yeah, I think it's sheer brilliance across the entire football field that is that is really helping them dominate against against sides.
0: Um, I reckon also, I, I didn't go to the game, but I watched it on telly and I reckon it was Tyler Hanks' best mm. game for Melbourne. She was just she's in everything. A jet. She just created so many opportunities. Yep.
2: And she's got this really cool, calm, collected about her. Yeah. She has the ball and has everything we can dream of as a footballer to be able to swivel your head and hit a 22-metre bullet. Yeah, That's her. And that's why she's really, really stepped up her game, I think.
0: Yeah. I always find that I think really good players, they just seem to have more time than everyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was just superb. She just was in everything.
2: The other person we haven't mentioned that I think has been a bit amiss of us is Kate Hall? Oh. She, oh uh,
0: what? She really? is very good at football. She's
2: <laughs> <laughs> so good at football. Yeah. And for someone relatively young as well, she's got so many years ahead of her. Um, she's just really, really given it to everyone else that she's been playing against. She's kicked goals from pockets, from 40 metres out. She's torn through the middle. I just cannot wait to see what she brings to the game this season in the, the next few rounds and as well as... Oh, Many, many to come.
1: Yeah. Jet. Yeah. I think you'd be very, very happy with the ball in her hands in the Ford yeah. 50. Mm. That's for sure.
0: And they just, I don't know, they're quite dynamic, Melbourne. They have so many scoring options. Like Kate Hoare, obviously. Cunningham is, is a focal point. But if she's not getting it, then Zanka bobs up, you know. So, I just think they're… They've just got so many options. And then, mm. you know, obviously from defence, you know, Meg Downey's just been a rock down there. And then yeah. Daisy and, and Libby Birch as well, just, mm. you know, intercepting everything. A few Falcons in there. <laughs> <laughs> and drink.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Up in Bendigo mm. was Richmond v Geelong. Mm. And the Cats got their first win of the season.
2: Go the Cats.
0: Go the Catters. It was the the big cat versus
2: little cats.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little cats came out on top.
2: <laughs>
1: Can I tell you a nice little anecdote? We yes. like our anecdotes yes. here. I love yeah. an anecdote. Is this it April me at the pub life? again? No, I don't know. no that's. <laughs> I have um, a work colleague who took her daughter along to the. They live in Bendigo. Took her daughter along to her first ever AFL match ever, including men AFL M or AFL W. And she was like, She's not that into sport, not sure what's going to happen here, but, hey, we'll go down and support um, and, you know, see what it's about. They t- took it down to the game. She got so into the game to the point where she was screaming and cheering Aww. for the Tigers, who's what she was going for, mm. and she ended up meeting Laura Bailey after the game and it absolutely made her day. Aww. She sent me a photo after. She had the biggest smile on her face and was just like, This is why it's important, firstly, to have AFLW, but secondly, to take it to the country. Mm. Oh, totally. Like, they are just loving it in these, you know, Mm. these games that are making it out there. They're starved of footy. Yeah. Seeing quality game, especially involving women. Um, Yeah, it's just a nice little story. I think Richmond –
2: are actually really good at that. Um, they've got a really good community program and they did take their talent search to the to the wider community. Um, I mean, they have the resources too, which is all credit to them. That's how Richmond secured Courtney Wakefield. Um, she came down to a common trial day. It was, you know, a really short time after having her second child, I'm fairly sure, wow. and just turned up to trial footy. Um, and she has become one of their key forwards. Yeah, right. Um, so, all credit to Richmond for taking it to the, to the far and wide of uh, Victoria. Um, that's what it's about, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. about giving, giving them the,
0: you know, you can't be what you can't see. Yeah, totally. So, well, oh. this weekend, uh, in fact, on Sunday, Collingwood are going out to Gippsland, playing a game against the Western Bulldogs in Morwell. So, that'll be a great game to go to, uh, especially for all those bushfire affected communities mm. if they can get to Morwell.
2: And GWS play Richmond in Wagga, Wagga oh. which I'll be at.
0: Whoa. Just uh, – I just want to take a little tangent. This has got nothing to do with AFLW, but it has something to do with the impact of women playing footy. So my niece, uh, she'll be 10 in April. She's going to play footy this year. Yes. She's going to play under 10. So she's going to be one of three girls playing with the boys. Um, their coach is a woman, which is really cool too. But um Nina has decided to play footy this year and apparently the direct quote from her is I'm going to be really good at footy cuz my auntie is really good at footy. Oh dear lord. And I have to say I shed is a bit of a you tear. Or is it another <laughs> auntie?
1: <laughs> it's me. Another auntie we haven't heard
0: about or <laughs> it is actually oh. me. She came and saw me play in a grand final and we lost. But it had an impact on her cuz that was about 3 or 4 years ago. So
2: you, are you telling me that you played a grand final in your one and only season, season. of football?
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honestly.
0: Rude. I know what. Yeah. I look, wonder you've retired. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I wasn't gonna Finish replicate that I. again in, in Harry. Um but yeah, like she she saw me play footy and she's seen that it's possible for her too. So I just think that's really lovely. Yeah, so we're all yeah. having an impact. Yeah, the
2: girls. Yeah, yeah the girls go, go us. Yeah. Um the actual game itself <laughs> was full. Of bumps. There's a bit of drama. A bit of drama. Um, yeah, there were a few hard hits, reprimands from Geelong Cats. Um, the game um, did have a suspension. Jordan Ivey from the Geelong Cats was suspended um, from a hard hit on Richmond's captain, Katie Brennan. Uh, so, I think that's actually the first suspension we've seen yep. this season. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of reprimands, but no suspensions. So...
0: Someone got a fine mm. though this week because they got a second. Ah, Shiloh got fined. Yeah, right for a second, mm. second offence. Offence. Mm. So pay your bills.
1: So unfortunately, after that result, Richmond are now the only team following the round on the weekend that are yet to win a game, which is unfortunate. They've had flashes of brilliance, and you know the score from the game on the weekend indicates that they kind of stuck with too long. But well, I think the question might be where to get the goals from. Mm,
2: totally valid. Um, mm. I saw another interview with um, – between Sam Lane and Katie Brennan on the All In Show on Instagram, which is a great little um, – great little 10-minute video kind of interviews with players. And – Sam asked Katie about whether, you know, going into the season as an expansion club, whether they were expecting to get a win or whether they were just hoping to be really competitive. And I really despise that line, yeah. we want to be competitive because mm. why else do you play? Yeah, Everyone's trying to be competitive. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and Katie quite quickly shut it down and said, of course, we're trying to win a game. Um, we're also going into it knowing that we – are a team with less experience of playing AFLW than um, other teams. Um, But I just wanted to flag that when someone is asked whether they thought they were going to win a game or what their game plan was going into a season, that of course, doesn't matter whether you're a coach or a player, you want to win a game. (laughs) Don't go into a season for premiership points and expect to lose all your games. (laughs) Do you feel that
1: that wasn't giving the respect perhaps to Richmond that they deserve or? Kind of. I think all of the expansion
2: clubs. I, and I remember watching an interview with Geelong when they first entered the competition and it was saying that they didn't expect to win a flag. They expected to enjoy the experience of being the Geelong Cats and finally bringing football to Cadinia Park for a women's team. And, of course, that they were going to try and win a flag, but they somewhat didn't expect to. And I th- I think with four expansion teams, are we asking that question four times? I don't, I just It just kind of grinded my gears that teams and the extended team was being asked if they were just trying to be competitive. Mm, it's
0: like this kind of just because they're a new team and they're a bit unknown, because they haven't been tested against the existing teams, does that mean their intent would be any different? And it mm. wouldn't be.
1: No. I,
2: hmm. I just think everyone goes out there to win.
0: Yeah, true. Um, getting back to the game. Oh <laughs> <laughs> we love a tangent here on this. <laughs> if I love like to. Reel back in, Al. <laughs> um, they're getting the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: But you can't win a game of footy with 18 inside 50s to 33
2: no and that was something that they kept saying on the commentary i think at the end of the first quarter it was 13 forward entries to Geelong to 3 Richmond yeah that's a lot of time in the Geelong forward line not much in the Richmond but you know
0: but, but they didn't yeah they didn't get blown out of the water they did
2: oh, they scored seven goals
0: yeah exactly so yeah i don't know we're just going to have to watch this space keep with the tides. they just keep you know going. exactly keep yeah. going yeah next game was a pretty good game. North Melbourne v. Gold Coast mm. Suns. Mm. North Melbourne did win, but they looked shaky.
2: The last quarter, it could have been anyone's game. Yep, and That ball was hot property.
0: And again, the Suns' pressure was just amazing. Someone like Jazzy Garner, who saw
2: her. Whole lot of the footy. In fact, she had thirty disposals. <laughs> the last quarter, whatever disposal she had, felt more rushed than the normally very collected Garner. Yep, composed, um, composed, Garner. Um, it it was a bit of a scramble in the last quarter, but then they just kicked away. Mm-hmm. It was North's first game at Arden Street for points since 1985, so that was really exciting for yep. them. Fun fact. And fun
0: apparently, fact. they let dogs in.
2: They let dogs in. So, at the gate, when we were um, walking in, someone got turned away with their dog, and then a few more people turned up with their dogs, and they were kind of going, well, do we turn away people? No. No, so of course you let the dogs in. They' were all on leashes, and they were fine so yeah security security got slack
0: overrun overrun the by the dogs, yeah, the dogs,
2: <laughs> um, so I think it the ground was definitely an advantage for north. They train there, they yeah. know all their running patterns on that ground um they just yeah, they were but the suns. So close. That's four games that out of four that the Suns were really, really in. Right in it. Right Went in they? it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, all credit. It was an entertaining match of football.
0: Mm. Uh, the West Coast Eagles also got their first win of the season. Tipped them. Over the Doggies. You did tip them, hibber West Effect. Well done, West Effect. <laughs> Do you think the backheel goal was intentional? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> It's been nominated for goal of the week anyway no. and I love it. I
2: mean, excellent. A goal's a goal. Six points is six points. But
0: 100%. she f-
2: she stacked on <laughs> she stacked backwards.
0: Because <laughs> Will Schofield, I think, was doing the, <laughs> the special comments and he said, oh, it's intentional. She meant that. Matthew Lloyd. And I was like, no. Did not.
2: I don't know about you, but I'm not looking at my heel. <laughs> what do you think, Caddy?
1: She fell on
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> totally fell on it.
1: <laughs> Just a point that I was reading before about um, comments from the Bulldogs coach. He said something about the, they've lost a player to injury in the first quarter of every game. Yeah, right. So far. I don't know. I haven't checked the accuracy of that comment. But Bulldogs have been a bit up and down and has that impacted them? Mm. You know, you're a player down for a whole game. Yeah. You know, I guess that's something I'm going to keep a bit closer an eye on over the rest of the season and seeing like what that impact may be, because there has been quite a lot of injuries this year. Mm. And yeah, it's it's something the coaches are having to think on their feet with.
0: Yeah. Would do you think with it being, with it being sixteen aside as it is, which is already stretches, you know players athletically i would say if you add being down a rotation to that as well do you think
1: yeah absolutely i mean the rotations are thought down to the nth degree so obviously you have your plan b's and c's but it's absolutely got to impact it then you have other players either players running out more minutes than they're prepared to yeah or you have other players running through trying to make up for the the injuries out of position um you know, haven't been conditioned to do that. Mm. So yeah, absolutely, I do. Just
0: skipping back to the Friday night game, because I, like I think Marvel Stadium is a really good stadium, especially when you're in level two or three, to you know, to watch the game and and running patterns and things like that, and see how you know teams are set up. How did you how did you view the game, being sixteen aside on that huge deck?
1: Yeah, it was. I think that they used used the large ground well actually but a lot of the footy was the same old, everyone's in the same third of the ground. But because it was such a large ground, it didn't seem as much. I don't know. Like um, it was really interesting watching it from from above and seeing them set up and they were pushing, both teams were pushing right up, playing a press, really pushing up the field and then having to bolt back. Um, Yeah, I'd be really interested to know if that – you know, the stats and how far they ran and if it impacted them more mm. playing on that field. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Interesting.
2: It's a huge ground to only have 16 people on one team. Um, and for, you know, for argument's sake, there's a lot of talk about how the kicks aren't as long and it takes, you know, two more kicks to get the the ball from one end to the other. However, the scoring would say that, you know, there was, there was plenty of plenty of opportunities and the ball did move successfully from one end of the ground to the other, but it's so much space to cover. They were puffing when they got to the the interchange. They were interviewing a few players on the sidelines
0: and they were... Gassed, yeah. Gassed. More broadly, the future of AFLW, does it go back to 18 aside?
1: I think so. You know? I really think so.
0: Like, is... What's the point of sixteen aside? Is it you know are they waiting for the skill level, inadverted commas to improve because it's bloody well improved?
2: Mm. Well, the argument behind it was that it was to open up the playing field and to not have the ball, the contest so congested with players. Yeah, but I think as you've said, as the skills get better and as the contests and the balls up and all that kind of stuff gets better. There is absolutely no reason why there shouldn't be eighteen yep. aside. I'm not sure if that's what the players prefer. I have spoken to a few players and they've said that they really actually enjoy having sixteen people on the field. It yep. gives them a lot more space to run and um was that
0: person Paxy? <laughs> yeah.
2: I can guarantee you Paxy does not <laughs> want to keep it sixteen. No, I actually I haven't spoken to Paxy about it. Um but yeah, it just I think the yes, I think as the seasons get longer and as the uh, grounds get bigger, they'll be playing on different grounds soon enough i'm I'm sure um, that the eighteen aside I think will play out as as the AFLM does
0: yeah, because i I saw someone, and I forgive me because I cannot remember who tweeted this during the week but i did see someone tweet about you know how about we bring back 18 aside and if they're so worried about congestion have some kind of anti-density rule and i i mean i absolutely loathe the anti-density rule in the vflw but if there was a version of it that wasn't as absurd do you think that would be preferable would you both like to see that
2: There are so many other elements to this is if you've got 18 aside, you obviously need a larger team list. Yeah, that's what I see. And then you need more resources and blah, blah, blah. blah. As everything gets bigger, the more people on the field, the more resources at every level are required. Train on lists would need to be larger, all of that kind of jazz. Um, I I don't mind. I don't mind it as it is. I also know that they're putting the 16 aside into the VFLW this season. And um, what? Yes. So, VFLW this year is 16 aside with no density.
0: No
1: density.
2: Oh, well, Which, hallelujah, great. no yes. density. I mean, is it been publicly announced yeah. yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whilst I racked up most of my kilometres running the anti-density back into the <laughs> backline 50 last season, and it wasn't my favourite rule. I think it actually did help open up the game at a VFLW level. Yes. I would assume that as the game develops naturally, so too do the number of players on field, we'll just wait to see whether they stick with 16 or whether... Yeah. God, that's... um, Hmm. Whether it opens up to 18.
0: I heard it here first. Well, I heard it here first. (laughs) It's
1: common knowledge, (laughs) West Coast had a win Saturday night. Yes, wasn't it awesome? Yeah, I was so excited for them.
0: No, the just the the reaction and the jubilation. Yeah, like, and again, probably going back to what you were saying a bit earlier, Eva. Like, it just it obviously just means so much to yeah. the players. You know, you you know, they would just be putting everything into yeah. making it work, and you know, to actually get that you know, reward for effort. Yeah, it's like a
1: validation almost, yeah. which it shouldn't be, but I do understand, like, that feeling. Yeah. So, I th- I'm just loving that all of these expansion teams are, you know, getting there or getting close. So, it's great. Yeah. So, on Sunday,
0: I realised that watching three games in <laughs> a row in a pub is actually quite exhausting.
1: It was hard, guys.
2: We all had breaks. (laughs) It was
0: really
1: tough. It was a really tough day. Tough day at the office,
2: really, sitting there (laughs) on our bums watching. It was hot.
0: Well, it was hot, but, my God.
2: Concentrating. It's
0: hard. Concentrating. (laughs) Yeah, well, totally. Um, But let's do a little review of the Vic because it was great. How good. We had,
2: at one stage... Four screens around the one room, all playing AFLW, but and the projector.
0: Yes, but projector. then, like, we are like a, a quarter into the first game, and the woman behind the bar came around and lowered the projector screen and put the PA on. So we had the commentary. We had the projector screen, three other screens, and the commentary. $15 lunch special. Yeah. Uh, it was superb. And I'm did a little uh, halftime interview <laughs> and we all gave it five out of four stars. <laughs> yes.
2: Enough said, really.
0: Go to the Vic. Love it. Very, very good. Victoria Hotel in Brunswick, home of the Galahs pub footy team. We love pub footy. Yeah, we love pub footy. Um, really great. I think if we have another meetup, we'll definitely have it there. Yeah, I yeah, agree. agree. We also happen to watch three games of footy. <laughs>
2: The grand final rematch, Al.
0: Da 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 da. Did they break your heart? Did you tip them? I tip them. <laughs> <laughs> you. So good. Oh, well, we put our tips in on a Tuesday night so when we record the podcast. On Thursday, teams come out in Aaron Phillips, Brian <laughs> and Metcalf. <laughs> Rhianna Metcalf. Oh. I think I sent you. Mm-hmm. Both are texts saying FML. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've lost again. <laughs> no, it was very well done. Well, shouldn't shouldn't have written them off. No. They did. They they played a game which was essentially keepings off Adelaide and it worked. Mm-hmm. It was keep possession of the football. Don't let Adelaide have it and you will win. And that's what happened. Yeah. So, well done, Carlton.
0: So, what do we think of the return?
1: It was great to see Aaron Phillips out there. Um Great, great for footy, great for fanfare and just mm. love seeing – and Rhi, seeing yeah. both Erin and Re out there was yeah. just great to see two good players back on the park. Yeah. Just loved it. Love seeing Erin doing um, a couple of really great things and I think she was just relieved to get through the game, which yeah, that's obviously it. One game that's down. it yeah. and then she'll be off and away.
2: Yeah. Agreed.
0: I've never – had to return from a long-term injury but is just is getting that first game under your belt like what does that mean
1: it's like walking onto the field after a long-term injury is the scariest but most exciting thing you can do like you put everything into your rehab it feels like it's never going to end and the day is never going to come and then when the day comes I know this is from my perspective. I was so scared. I had to start on the bench <laughs> and work up to it until I was ready to, you know, insert myself into the game as one of the coaches. <laughs> um, and then I got a good big cheer when I ran on, got my first touch, and away, away you go. Mm. But it is such a milestone to get through a game unhurt after an injury. Yeah. Honestly, it is just – if. It just is so it's such a good mental thing, a good thing to tick off mentally. Yeah,
2: yeah. When that final siren blows and you've made it through yeah. the match, there's this breath out that you didn't know you'd been holding in mm. for, you know, right. a year or however long it is. So for to see the two of them out there um, for Adelaide was was awesome, and
1: I can't wait. <laughs> You'll be there soon, Hib.
0: Frio got out of jail against St Kilda.
1: St Kilda turning Moorabbin into their fortress. They're proving very difficult to beat down there. Putting up a moat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love it.
2: I think you actually dig a moat, but anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can put one up if you want, Hibba. I will. You do. They've done that. Is... A 50-meter penalty, no, too excessive in women's football. Is it too much of a penalty?
1: It's a good punishment. (laughs) You won't do it again. No. Uh, We had this conversation just before uh, um, with our friend JC. Does she still listen? I hope so. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) And we were talking about how it used to be. 25 mm. meter penalty yep.
2: 25
1: and now it's changed to 50 mm. I really feel like the same old argument about women not being able to kick as far is relevant and a 50 meter penalty is basically a two kick penalty mm. unless you're G-Train unless you're G-Train, we love G-Train <laughs> and so therefore the, does the punishment fit the crime, I don't know but That's obviously that was a heartbreaking 50-metre penalty, but just in general.
2: Are there tears of – not just tears out of your eyes, but are there there tears of punishment, you know? Does one (laughs) – As in a different word. So, yeah, T-I-E-R-S.
0: Because I think she actually was in tears. Poor thing.
2: But, you know, is a 25-metre penalty because you accidentally dropped the ball – Instead of giving it back to the player. Mm. But a 50-metre penalty is if you have, you know, slammed someone into the ground yeah. or I don't know. But it just yeah. it just was heartbreaking it to was. watch.
0: Also, I think I just assume that people that listen to our podcast have actually watched all of the games. <laughs> oh, percent <So, 100%. laughs> For context, uh, right at the end of the game, Molly McDonald didn't hand the football back to her opponent. Mm-hmm. She left the ball on the ground. It was at it was at the boundary line where the 50-meter arc meets the boundary. 50-meter penalty against. Puts the Frio player on the goal line. Kicks the goal. Scores level. Frio then get it out of the middle.
2: Just kick a point.
0: Kick a point. Win the game. Uh, Molly McDonald, I think, had got St Kilda back into, back it. into she, the game. She kicked to <laughs> goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was very upset after the game. But yes, does the does the punishment fit the crime?
2: Great question. <laughs> it just felt harsh. Yeah. I understand the rule, and I think that it's necessary to put rules in place, but it just felt harsh.
0: Yeah, I just I don't I don't have an issue with the fifty meter penalty, it, with it being fifty meters, and I think. I think this round in particular the umpires were really hot on it. Mm. Um actually I think for for I this season it, they've yeah. been hot on it. Yeah. Like
2: also, we've had more AFLM umpires umpiring yeah. AFLW games, yeah. so
0: they are ruthless. Uh, there was the Melbourne player Goldrick, who's Irish. She oh, yeah. gave to hand she, the she went to hand the ball back to the umpire, which yeah. I think you know probably in most sports is totally appropriate. Mm. Um, and he didn't take it and just awarded the fifty meter fifty pen, meter penalty against her. Yeah, so I think if you have been watching the games, you would know that they, yeah, but I don't they're know. hot on it.
2: It's, I think it has a place and keep it in there because it makes the games interesting. But also learn the rules, everyone. Yeah, so that you don't give away a fifty-meter penalty.
0: But Katie, I mean, you're spot on. Like. Mm. From from here on in, she is going to always hand the ball back yeah. to her opponent. It's the easiest way to learn, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, make
2: mistakes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, closing out round four, I have a feeling you two, particularly you, Caddy, might want to gloss over this game quite
1: <laughs> quite quickly. My beloved Giants, <laughs> Your beloved
0: Giants, they were just outplayed Absolutely. in every sense of the word by the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, it
1: was pretty much a bloodbath, actually. It was hard to watch. Great to watch Brisbane, actually, mm. but hard to watch the Giants. I yeah. mean, Brisbane, can't fault them. They are on the fire. undefeated. Can't, I can't pick anything, a weakness in their team. Just a good, like, they just keep winning. Yes. And I keep tipping against them.
2: Um, but, you know, that's me. Stas has got something good going on yeah. Up there. Yeah. Uh, would love to be in the inner sanctum of of mm. that camp because they are red hot and have been for four seasons so yeah. um, whatever they're doing up there,
1: keep doing it yeah I was just thinking back to our thinking back to our conversation on the first podcast about mm. Brisbane being absolutely annihilated by mm. people tearing away their players yeah and here they are yes. So, that says so much about the culture and the mm. buy-in from a team, I think. Absolutely. Same with Fremantle. Mm. The two teams who yeah. we identified at the start of the year as being really hard done by are the ones that are absolutely leading the way and yeah. just telling us to shove it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really impressive to see um, both of those teams in, you know, Queensland and Western Australia really, really pull together at Really, really great team of of people um, who were, as mm. you mentioned, quite obviously working really hard for each other, um, and their coach. So yeah, all credit.
0: And they, yeah,
2: I think run over the. Giants. They have
0: absolutely no issue being the underdog. They or being cast as the underdog. Mm. Bring it, bring it. Craig Sarsafitch used to kind of head up women the women's football program in Queensland and. Anyway, I remember him saying in an inter- in an interview that it's it's been it's a, it's quite a challenge in a state like Queensland because it's huge, mm. you know, but they they do they have done the groundwork. They have scoured the state for the mm. best talent. Mm. It'd be really easy just to concentrate on Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast, but
2: yes, they've gone all over the place.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. They've done amazing work.
1: Honestly, yeah. Just so impressed that they've mm. recruited locally and built and built and built and mm. just brought in a couple of interstate players to top up the list. I just think it's good to look outside of Victoria and see these things happening, great. which just really great.
0: Oh, completely. And I, I've said this before, but Kate Lutkins, I just love her.
2: <laughs> I think we need to get something signed <laughs> by Kate Lutkins for Alison because there doesn't go – one time, I see <laughs> Alison without a scoff. Oh, Kate
0: Luckens. <laughs> I may have been up out of my seat when she kicked that goal on the weekend.
2: Any any defensive player who kicks a goal, I will be oh.
0: standing for. So yeah, oh, but excellent. yeah, like Ellie yeah. um, Anderson um, mm, and Bates. yeah, and Catherine Zvark
2: came from nowhere.
0: Who are you? But you're a little nugget as well.
2: <laughs> what? She is built. Built.
0: Very, Yeah. Like, super <laughs> impressed, Brisbane. Super. Keep, fit. keep Su- doing yeah. your thing. Keep
2: doing your thing. Do you want to know a fun fact about time?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, please. I've been uh, waiting for this moment.
2: Well, whilst I've told you that China only has one time zone. Yes. Across the entire country. Mm. Can anyone have a guess about what country has the most time zones?
1: Australia. Negative. America. Negative. Canada.
2: Also wrong. C-
0: can we have a continent or?
2: <laughs> no. <it's just> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is going to be a long night. An- Antarctica.
2: <laughs> no, actually, I don't know what time zones exist in Antarctica. Maybe that's next week. <laughs>
0: Well, Because it's the bottom they all meet. It's like All the time zones.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is meet that up? how time works? I don't know. <laughs> we have a meet-up in Antarctica. Uh,
2: Vic Hotel is now <laughs> moving to Antarctica for a meet-up. The country with the most time zones is France. What? Teeny, tiny France. Little, teeny, tiny France. And I'll tell you why. Because they still have that many places around the world that they call their own oh. Oh, they I have see. 12 time zones oh. french polynesia islands of welles and fortuna
1: those bloody colonizers and like
2: french polynesia is 10 hours behind the utc and then the islands are 12 hours ahead so little old france that's not a bit of a
0: technicality though it's got the most time zones. <laughs> Which landmass has (laughs) the most time zones? I want, I want to know that. I'll,
2: I'll come to you next
1: week.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Well, I'm skipping into tips this week. (laughs) Uh, You're up ahead. Smirnoff has a tail up. Just to recap last week's tips, caddy. Stinker, mate. You got three. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's pretty normal. <laughs>
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I'm shooting for a three or four average and I think I'm right on target.
2: Consistency is key. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Hiba, mm. you got four.
2: That's
1: Welcome to mm. mediocrity. That's yeah. <laughs> Population, us. Oh, not serious.
2: par.
0: <laughs> but I'm going to soak this in because it's probably the only time I'm going to – it's probably the only time it's going to happen this season. Smirns. Smirns. Got six.
2: That's a lot right. Out of?
0: Seven. So at the halfway mark of the home and away season, <clears throat> the tally is in third place.
1: Surprise. <laughs> is this going to be a surprise <laughs> to anybody? Caddy, 13. Thank you. Thirteen divided by four is, you know, four three point, point
2: something, something. Three. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> three, three okay, points. Yes. Perfect. I'm right on target. Three point three three. Continue. Nice.
0: Three Second place. Points. It's me. Oh my god. <laughs> on seventeen. Jeez, that's not much further
1: ahead of me now. <laughs> First place. Hiba. What am I on? Eighteen. <gasps> It's gonna be a race to the end, you two. (laughs) Height.
0: So, this week's tips. Round five. Round five. Friday night, Great Barrier Reef Arena.
2: Oh, this is in Mackay.
0: So, whoa, is it? Another
2: fun fact. (laughs) Yeah, Geelong are gonna have to catch two flights. That's a lot. And a bus, so they get bussed from Geelong to either Avalon or Tullamarine. Either way, it's still a bus. Yeah. A bus to the airport, on a flight to Brisbane, then on a flight from Brisbane to Mackay. Surely that works in Gold Coast's advantage, to Gold Coast's advantage.
0: My great-grandfather... Here we go. ...was the lighthouse keeper on Flat Top Island off the coast of Mackay. Just a little fun fact. His name was George Rendell.
2: Good to know. (laughs) I'm gonna tip <laughs> I'm gonna dip So am I. Me too. Um
1: I reckon they've got this one. Mm.
2: I've also requested a badge um of Jamie Stanton. So if you're
1: listening, oh, Jamie yes.
2: send me one in the mail. You've got send my us, address. Send
1: us all I one. I will wear it.
0: Um and just swing by the Brisbane shop and get me a Kate Lutkins yes. one too. <laughs> uh, Saturday Mm. Ooh, North Hobart Oval, North Melbourne take on the Crows. I'm going to go North. I'm going
1: to go Crows. I don't know who to pick. I feel like the Crows will win this one. I feel like I'm still backing them in.
2: I just think they're they're in the middle of their season. They've got a little bit of oomph behind them with the return of Aaron and Metcalf and others. Mm. Um And Hatchard and Ponta will bring good things. Yeah, Crows. Sorry, North Crows. The
0: next game, Robertson Oval. Wagga. Wagga. Shout out to Gab Colvin. Gab. (laughs) GWS take on Richmond.
2: Big game for their conference.
0: This is – I'm going to go with the Giants. They just need to win this.
1: I'm going with the Giants, but it's reluctantly – um, I'm going with them as the home team. They've got a great um couple of plays from you know from the Riverina, mm. and I think it would be great for them to put on a show for their their hometown and just show show us the footy you can play. Um, we're waiting, like we want to see. We want you to win, and I think this might be a great opportunity for that.
2: I don't want to write the Tigers off. I think they're finding some form. But I also think the Giants are going to be reeling off a loss from last week against Brisbane um, that I, I don't think they expected, to be honest.
1: So, Giants. Did you know that they've never beaten Brisbane in the season? Ever. They beat them Every year they beat them in the pre-season, the Giants, and they've never beaten them in the season.
2: Well, that would have been a fun fact for last week when we were doing tipping, Caddy. Yeah, but I well,
1: like I tipped, tipped, tipped Brisbane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to right, keep six. these things, you know. Yeah. You still under us, <laughs> <laughs> blind faith. Yeah.
0: You did mention last week that they comfortably beat Brisbane in the preseason match. Yeah, yeah. I mm. remember that. Oh, Saturday night icon, the Blues take on St Kilda. Oh, this is this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I'm just I, I look. I think I just have to go with the Blues home ground advantage. They've played mm. Icon Park at night. It's tricky to play at night there. The lighting situation. <laughs> Why exactly? Don't sit on any in uh, any elevated seat because you yep. will get lights in your eyes. Um, but I will go with the Blues. But it's going to be super close. Yeah. I reckon mm. the Saints might just miss. Um, you know, McCarthy. McCarthy.
1: And, yeah. yeah, it's a big loss for them. Yeah. I think Carlton's were really impressive last week. Um,
0: I
2: I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. I'm going to back Saints.
1: Love it. Mm. Back them in.
2: Yep, back them in. I think uh, Sheila's played on Icon Park. In fact, a couple of their players have played at Icon Park. Um, Maybe not at night time, but
0: I wonder if Carlton will get comfortable. Saints. Valid. On Sunday out at Morwell mm. Collingwood take on the Bulldogs.
2: If you can get there, get there. Yeah.
1: Support, yeah. The oh, support our friends communi- in Gippsland. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, the question is will they able be able to cover the loss of Brazil? And
1: Ruby. Brazil is such a big out. Yeah.
0: I reckon she, her and Livingston works so well in tandem. Mm. That's
1: right. Who do you put in there? To mm.
2: Well, if Western Bulldogs put Nell Morris Dalton in, they'll <laughs>
1: – <laughs> True, but Brie Davy effect.
0: They have a Brie Davy up their sleeve. They Brie have Davey. a Brie Davey. And a Jamie Lambert that's just oh. killing it in the middle. Plus mm. they can put Malloy back or they can put Malloy on mm. the ball, I think. And improved out yep. of sight. Mm. I think Collingwood. I I'm think I've
1: just talked <laughs> you into it.
2: Yeah, I'll wear I'll wear my scarf. Go with the pies. <laughs> I'm going
1: pies in Warwell, I think. Yeah, I just.
2: They've yeah. got plenty of support out there too. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. This is. Almost as far as Mowell, but tougher. apparently still <laughs> in Melbourne. <My> <laughs> I um, actually think it will take longer to get to Casey than Yeah, that's true. At this
0: point. Um, Melbourne are back out at Casey Fields where they play the West Coast Eagles. Look, the Eagles are going to have their tails up, but I just think Melbourne are just too polished.
2: Mm, they're on a roll. Yeah, Ds. Ds for me. Yep. Ds three for me.
0: Now, I think this… Ooh. Game of the round is not just the game of the round, but the game of the season so far. Yep. Top of Conference B versus the top of Conference A. I if oh, I'm if I'm really sticking to my
2: West effect. <laughs> it's the Dockers.
0: Mm, this is so hard. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Dockers too, just because they're at home. But I really Brisbane, like it won't it won't surprise me at all if they win this. <laughs>
1: I'll go for Brisbane. Yeah. Do it. Katie. I haven't tipped them yet this year and I can't. I'm running out of reasons why I can't not to. Yeah. So. Uh,
2: do you know, I'm actually tipping Brisbane as well. Ooh. I'm going against myself, but I I also think that it's,
0: yeah, it's it's your time. Take down the Dockers. Time to shine. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. Unless you have another fun fact for us, Hibber. I don't have a fun fact, and it's not AFL-related, but if
2: you wanted to also back women's sport this weekend that Mm. isn't football, the International Cricket 2020 World Cup...
0: Yes, 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 yes. ...is playing the
2: grand final at the MCG, the Melbourne Cricket Ground, and they're trying to get a record for attendance at a women's game. And if you've got time, just... Buy a ticket and get to the MCG because we want to be part of history. And you want to say that you were there. Get University. there to support the women. Just be an epic, epic atmosphere. If we can get a solid crowd at the MCG, yeah, um, for that on Sunday evening at six
0: o'clock. Yeah, doesn't even matter if Australia doesn't make it to the final. Mm-mm. Get to the final.
1: Get to the final. Yep, I'll be there. Same, I'll be there. Cheering them on. Another shout-out to women's uh, sport wrapping up this week, the WNBL. Yes. Mm. Just need to point out the Canberra Capitals are again in the hunt for another championship. Probably not widely known outside of Canberra, no. but they're a very successful team. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They won game one, didn't they? Yep. So they just need to win, I think it's tomorrow yeah. um, in Canberra. home. Yeah, yeah, in Canberra. In Canberra. Far I off. just think let's acknowledge – some great women athletes in all forms oh, of sports. But I'm I just wanted to give a little special shout-out to mm-hmm. that team. They're just so consistent. Awesome. Yeah. But yay sport. Yay women dominating sport. Yeah. Let's get around all it. All levels. Love
0: it. Um. I also, while we're all doing shout-outs, <laughs> I just want to mention uh, our new friend Kizza. G'day, Kiz. Who... Sent a great message to, uh, to this AFL Life via our Facebook page. It was a long message, uh, a lot of great questions. We might actually just go into them in a bit more depth next week because, look, the way things are tracking, there might be some more injuries um, to come this season. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely be talking more about that. But thank you so much for tuning in and for, for reaching out to
1: us. I can confirm he's a genuine fan. New convert to AFLW who genuinely listens to the podcast every week and is learning lots and is very engaged. Mm. So can confirm he's a big fan. Um, my
0: favourite part of his message was um, to start, love your show, great chemistry between the team, although I must admit, thought you were talking about the musician Meg Mac instead of the player <laughs> on one of your earlier shows. Please note... All references to Meg Mac, uh, the footballer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> However, I did see Meg Mac at the Zoo
0: Twilights. <laughs> with Meg on Mac
2: <laughs> on Saturday.
0: But your Instagram story said Meg Mac as you were panning, <laughs> and I was very disappointed <laughs> that I did not see Meg Mac. So good. Um, but yes, if you would like to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook at this AFL life. We also love iTunes reviews. We love a chat. And we love a chat. And we love you to subscribe to our show.
1: And just a little thank you to all the people who did come down mm. to our little pub sit in the other day. Yes. We had a rotating roster of people. So appreciate you making the effort. And it was really enjoyable watching the games with you. So thanks for that. It's really fun.
0: Great. We'll do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, It's time for us to go.
1: Yeah, I'm ready for dinner. Let's get out of here.
0: Ciao. See ya.